This is Let's Talk Business with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about running a lead generation company for in-home service companies such as HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Also, we're going to learn a little bit about the entrepreneur organization because we've got the president in studio with us today. In studio with us today is Aaron Waters, an expert marketer for in-home service industries uh, and the CEO of Lead Hub. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let's talk business. I love the name and happy to be here. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. You missed a big event that we had, but we'll talk yeah, about that in that a minute. A I would love to have had you there. Yeah. I'm your host, uh, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Kruka's Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. And I'm your co-host, Genevieve Sims with the Evolve Firm, where we specialize in branding strategies for small businesses. And I'm Kirby Caden, another co-host. I am a business coach and have put together an educational series on how to hire great salespeople. I work on sales, marketing, and the customer journey. And if I'm being honest, he's just a badass when it comes to sales. So, Kirby, always excited to have you in the show. Great to be here. Quick reminder to follow Let's Talk Business Podcast on all the major podcast platforms and social media where you can catch video and podcast versions of the show. You can get to everything easily by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. Of course, if you're wondering, why is it SA Talk Radio that started on KTSA? That's, yeah. Yeah, that's where the show started out. But <laughs> anyway, didn't feel like changing the website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had a podcast mixer back last week on a Thursday. Kirby, what do you think? Was it a success? Uh, I mean, we had, what, 150 people there it's, in attendance? It was absolutely incredible from every aspect. Number one was the group of people, very diverse, very interesting, very engaged in the process. The uh, conversations and the sponsors were fabulous. The drinks were flowing. Yes, Everybody they were. was very, very involved, and we well exceeded attendance. I thought it was a spectacular success. Yeah, when we first started, I was thinking maybe we'd get about 100 people or so there. But, yeah, we blew through that pretty yeah, quick, so I'm excited. Uh, Genevieve, what did you think? Oh, it was absolutely phenomenal. For those who were there, they could see from the beginning the value um, of the time that they spent there just because of our amazing sponsors and, of course, all the attendees. To see all the past guests that we've had on the show all in one spot, I mean, that was spectacular. You know, I think the other thing is everybody walked away. They met somebody new. They have the opportunity to engage with them and do some business with them. And, Mark, I, I just got to say you did an outstanding job. So you yes, I did. Thank you very much. For that. Really appreciate that. That's what happened. I'm very humble, as I know. Yeah, right. I had a lot of fun, and I really <laughs> felt like it was my job to go out there and connect people to people because I knew probably 95 percent of the room right. on a first name basis. So I would go up to people and say, "Who who do you want to connect with? What what industry are you looking to connect with?" And they would say, "Well, I, I need this or whatever." Come with me. I got a guy I can introduce you to. So uh, I really felt like that was my job is to be that face that everybody recognized and be well. accessible. You did it well. We raised. Uh, $1,790 for Crit, nice. uh, which was 100% of the ticket sales. Yeah, that's a big uh, deal. Super excited about that. We're yeah. going to present them with a check uh, later this week, I think, uh, tomorrow yeah. or tomorrow, something like Tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. at 10 a.m. Yeah. Beautiful. So anyway, great job all the way around. Uh, Aaron, make, make sure you make time to come next day. You yeah. were in California, right? Definitely. Getting your award. Yeah, yeah. So we were at a Yelp partnership conference. We won an award for best in lead generation in 2023. But I, I will say something that I would encourage any business leader or entrepreneur to do you go to any conference, whether it's about your business or if it's about entrepreneurship, whatever, 
the value you get out of it is typically the stuff over happy hours or in between sessions. It's that time when you meet an entrepreneur or somebody doing something really unique you never thought of. So I love that you guys had this uh, huge opportunities you guys are giving to the group here in San Antonio. I love that too. Thank it, those kind of conference deals are things that I'd like to go to. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but to get an award for that. So what? Yeah. Why did you get that award? Yeah. What was the deal behind it? Well, give me the short. Yeah. So I mean, Yelp is is really growing in the home services space, and so we saw an opportunity, especially with our West Coast clients, to lean in and and identify. There was a lot of friction from our types of clients with Yelp because uh, they buy ads and they don't get engagement. And what we identified was an issue within the follow-up process. And so we actually built a tool using AI to auto-respond within 10 minutes, but actually using ChatGPT for customer sentiment. Long story long, we helped streamline that process for the contractor. And so really excited about that. We're one of their fastest growing partners and uh, had had an awesome time out there in San Diego. So it's not something you built for Yelp. It's something you built for you guys itself, but Yelp is recognizing the work that you did and the success, right? Yeah, yes, and. I mean, it's something that we've built for most of our clients that are using cost-per-lead programs, bottom-of-the-funnel bottom tactics, but we identified the same issue was happening, happening with Yelp. And so we had a couple of clients that had some pretty large spins with Yelp, but they weren't doing it wisely. We uh, 8x their return on ad spend nice. in just in some of our messaging, and then we identified it as an opportunity to get into the market. And I think that's something unique that when most of our clients have friction with Yelp, we're now using that on a lot of our ads yep. because they're wondering, what the heck are they doing? It's Yelp. I, I have my internal stomach uh, turns a little bit. <laughs> and we're trying to turn that into um, into a warmth happiness of, hey, we can streamline Money. This for You're you. trying to turn it into yeah. ROI. Yeah, top, top line. Yeah. One of the spectacular things about this, I, I know a little bit about uh, their conquest there, is the fact that Yelp can be very geographic. And here they are in Texas being one of the leaders in uh, Yelp acquisition. I thought that that was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I find, you know, a lot of contractors when they come to us in the sales process, and uh, we've been doing this 12 years at LeadHub. I've been doing it for about 18 years in total. Um, They want to buy ads. They come to us as a marketing agency, and they just want to buy ads. And uh, I know we're, we're typically seen as a lead gen company, but before we buy ads, we want to make sure the customer journey is right. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure the messaging and offer is sticky. We want to make, con- make sure it's consistent because if we just go out there and buy ads without consistency, um, we're really shooting ourselves in the foot. You're just throwing money in the garbage, really. Yeah, into, absolutely. That's what people are frustrated like on Facebook, right, mm-hmm. and Instagram. That People will say, yeah, I'm having great success. Other people, it's like I'm just throwing money away. I- I have so many things to say there. I don't know if we need to skip through it, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, what, what we do is a little bit, I would love to say is unique, but, but it might not be. We do marketing plans on an annual basis and we look, where are you spending money? Top of funnel, bottom of funnel. And one of the things that we look at for meta is, is it the, it is a brand awareness tactic. And so if you're going to meta and you're thinking, especially if you're a home service business owner, I'm going to get a ton of leads. Your analytics are going to look great. But once you start to dive into it, the actual getting your, your boots in the door aren't going to be as good. So you got to use each tactic in the right way. And, and top of mind awareness and brand awareness is a really good strategy. Well, how do you achieve that then? Uh, and that's part? really kind of where you do well. Mm-hmm. But So how, how do you – what's the secret sauce there? Blend. I mean, it, it, it depends. And I knew I was going to come in here and say it depends <laughs> many, many times. Sure, but sure. But if, if you're a $15 million HVAC shop, 
you should be doing different things than if you're a three million dollar plumber. And so, um, being cognizant of where are we currently getting our lead flow, but also identifying opportunities where your competitors aren't. For example, we'll get data, and if Yelp has a fifty thousand dollar a month spender in a market, we're probably not going to tell a two million dollar shop to spend a bunch of money in Yelp. We're going to look at where they're currently getting their leads, what zip codes they're operating in and then buy more cost per lead ads in those zip codes and start doing brand awareness. But what are you buying them from? Uh, so we do pretty strict Google ads, Bing ads, cost per click um, strategies that are bottom of the funnel. Google local services is big in my industry. Uh, so we would love to get there, but relying on one tactic can be really, really dangerous. Absolutely. I've got, got a guy that's getting a ton of leads through Google local services is killing it. Brand new business. And we have to tell them every month, Hey, this is good right now, but Google may transition somebody else into the funnel. So we need to start doing top of mind brand, brand awareness mm -hmm. strategies to really make sure people know who you are. So how do you achieve top of mind brand awareness then? So consistency. In this, it's consistency, consistency. Um, you can do price anchoring. In my industry right now, consolidation in the market has happened pretty aggressively over the last two to three years with HVAC and plumbing. So finding a, a price you can anchor if you want to be a replacement company, what's our financing offer? What's the, you know, at Champion AC, my business partner ran Champion AC here in San Antonio and exited in 2020. We rolled out a 55-55 campaign for about four years. Our average AC unit was not 55-55, but we used that as price anchoring to then figure out once we got in the home, do we really need to replace it? Can we repair it? And so I think that's a huge advantage. And what we see is a lot of the smaller contractors just want to buy the lead. We don't want to buy the lead. We want to build the brand awareness, get them in your pipeline, make sure you're adding them to their CRM so we can extend that lifetime value of the customer. So, so. you're trying to get true success, not just a bunch of noise. Yeah, we ask, typically we ask our, our prospects who are going to hire LeadHub, what's your exit plan? We want to know what your exit plan is before we start doing your marketing strategy. Because if you're a legacy business that's going to be here for another 20 years, that's much different than somebody who wants to exit in two years that doesn't have a CRM. We know the PE guys want to see customers, maintenance contracts. What do you have in your data? And so we want to set you up for success regardless of what your end goal is. Hmm. I think that's a very intelligent approach to really look at client acquisition from the standpoint of lifetime value. Many entrepreneurs think very much about the transaction as, a po as opposed to the relationship. And when you have the concept of lifetime value, which I know you guys focus on, they're not just going to make that one transaction to, to fix a sink or a toilet, but then the replacement. And so what is the lifetime value and the pass on and referrals? Mm -hmm. So you focus on that a lot in uh, your interactions. Yeah. So share with us some of those strategies. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give a lot of credit, maybe 99% of the credit to Ben Hubbard. You know, he, he founded Champion. He got me into the business here, moved me out of New Braunfels into San Antonio to start Lead Hub together. And one of the things he does that is amazing is value the lead in the call center. And we'll do spot checks with our clients and listen to how their call center is handling leads. And one of the things we typically hear is they don't even get the customer's information if it's potentially not the right job say it's a water softening company that only handles one brand. They talk to the customer and they're like, oh, I've got another brand. Oh, sorry, can't help you, click. 
you just lost out on a wow. retargeting opportunity. Mm-hmm. We need to get their database or get their info in the database because as you exit in three years, this is a home that you have information. Maybe it was a Culligan system. Maybe it was eight years old. Maybe in two years, it's an opportunity to move them into your platform, get the, a new install going. And so we find a lot of the call centers aren't thinking strategically about long-term value. They're just answering, doing what they need to do, and click because they're busy. Maybe they're also doing bookkeeping on the side as they're right. handling calls. They're trying to do it all, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of doing it all, um, Aaron, why don't you share why you have focused your digital marketing agency, which really has the ability to be a full-service agency, why you focused it on home services, the yeah. trades? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they always say niches get riches, right? And niches come in all shapes and forms. And um, we were birthed out of a call center, really. Uh, when Ben brought me in at, at Champion AC, we got to see how people were acting within the call center we saw some marketing people that we were hiring and how they treated the guys in the field and just they were here to collect a check. And so for us, the value there is I'm an SEO guy. I was in college. I ran a web development uh, company that also did SEO. And so I'm a technical geek and I really like that low hanging fruit, cost per lead, long, uh, long tail query type searches. So what we focus on is a lot of the getting the lead in demand calls and not a lot of the funnel building we need to nurture you for 45 days we like those demand calls it's easier for us to train our team but also there's a lot of meat left on the bone of those leads and so we try to preach valuing the lead and it just makes a lot of sense to get into home home services and right now you know private equity is now starting to look at other other markets so we see it as a huge opportunity to find the new contractors that are going to be building out and build this again because everything is cyclical and uh it's been fun. Yeah. Did I answer that question? Uh, yeah. You, mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. I think also it's a little bit of the blue collar nature. Like I was a ranch hand uh, back when I was 18, 19. I was a residential electrician running Romex uh, up in new builds. And so we like just the industry of getting your hands dirty. And uh, these blue collar guys make the world go round. And we've got to make sure they get the right leads in Absolutely. so they can continue Well, more to grow. than that, you get ridiculous success for these folks because you know the industry and the entirety of your mindset around social media and website development and uh, lead care and all that you have gleaned from doing business with people that are in the same industry so you're not only an expert in digital marketing you're an expert in home services and that's why you've been so successful and clients hire us and they want to know okay well, I've got a campaign that a plumber in Hawaii was doing about, uh, you know, basically getting a, we're going to buy your old water heater and replace it, whatever. Whenever we're talking to somebody on the East Coast, we can say, yeah, well, I got a plumber in, in Hawaii that did this. And that value of us being able to say, here's a campaign that worked in X region, or here's why this won't work for you because I saw another plumber do the same thing is incredibly valuable. And we do save uh, a lot of time and a lot of money in, in bringing our expertise to the table. Yeah, yeah especially when you have examples already mm-hmm. that have worked, proven proven um, success stories. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, can we go back a little bit to what you were talking about when it comes to brand awareness? A lot of, um, like my clients in the blue-collar industry, they don't focus too much on that part mm-hmm. because they're looking at other lead gens. But like you said, they're all kind of, put together. They need each other to work, right? Mm -hmm. You can't put all your 
money in one net and expect it to yield everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things you touched up on was consistency. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you feel that you had to really educate um, some of your clients before you start working with them, the consistency part of the process? Yeah, it's definitely something I talk about a lot. I mean, uh, in our industry, they talk about the shoulder seasons. So for HVAC, you know, November through February, those are the shoulder seasons. A lot of contractors like to pull back on their spend because, hey, out of fear, really. It's that Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset. Right. So what we look at when we do an annual plan, hey, you sucked over the last two years in January because you spent (laughs) 2% on marketing and advertising. So maybe we put a little bit more in here, get more consistency, and then we track it year over year, and we see that growth happen. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's absolutely powerful there, but also the brand awareness tactics. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with Google right now. Uh, just in GLS, the Google local services leads, that's a, a cost per lead program. I pay $33 for a lead. That's gone up by 67% in a lot of our markets just in six months. And so what we're now seeing is a lot of these guys like us that buy bottom of the funnel, really demand type clicks. We're starting to push more of the brand awareness tactics, even traditional TV campaigns, radio campaigns, OTT, Spotify, all these things that we can use first-party data to identify where we want to target, but have a consistency of message with it. Is that kind of what you've been talking about, right? Yes, I definitely want to make sure our entrepreneurs hear that part. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the other other key that I know LeadHub does is they get very tactical with respect to the customer service representatives that take those calls. You want to share a little of uh, how LeadHub gets involved even in that that customer touch? Yeah, I mean, anything of, uh, we listen, we've got team members that listen, and we actually have a virtual assistant team out in the Philippines as well that does okay. some spot checking on it. And we, we listen for specific things. Um, one, are you speaking less than 50% of the time? You're here to solve a problem. If the water heater's leaking, you don't need to just hear from the CSR. The CSR should be asking really good questions. And the more time that the, con- the consumer and customer is spending on the, t- on the phone explaining what's going on, the more they're tied to you to really like get you in the home. Amen to that. People, consumers, don't care about your product. They want you to care about their problem. Mm-hmm. And so long as your focus is on their needs, uh, that's where magic happens. Yeah, and you guys are great at that. Yeah, we we are, and we we also play uh, in client meetings sometimes. Something that happened in the call center, and I can't tell you how many times we've had a client in our office. We play a recording of how their CSR handled a call, and that meeting gets cut short because they need to go solve a problem. And so we want to make sure that our clients understand we're not here to just point fingers at the call center. We're trying to lift them up and say, here are opportunities because every single client on a monthly basis wants more leads. But as we've had a rough year in the con- economy last year, this year is probably a little bit of the same. We want to make sure that every person in their organization is, a- is valuing the lead just as much as we do. And the business owner, of course, because they value it the most. One of the things I think, and I think Kirby touched on it, is about your CRM mm-hmm. the work that you guys do. Yeah. So, and this is moving beyond just, you know, the call center. Now you're getting into your client's CRM to help elevate that whole experience. What's that about? Yeah, so um, we've been blessed. We're a marketing partner with Service Titan. They're the biggest one in, in the trades right now. There are a lot coming up, uh, but basically... 
we realized as much as we would like to just give an analytics report and say, look, we did a great job, um, we have to look underneath the hood and make sure that we're getting the most out of CRMs. We talk a lot about uh, healthy food in, healthy output for your workout and everything. It's the same thing with the CRM. doesn't matter if you're spending 19 bucks a month or $8,000 a month. If you're not putting the right data into the CRM, you're going to make some bad decisions. And um, our passion is making sure that our clients are making great decisions. And it's not because LeadHub's data shows it. It's that your own call center, your own CRM shows it. And I have had a bit of a change in, in heart on this because I've always had this mission of we're going to focus on making our clients' data accurate in their CRM. We're going to do that, but now we got to build out our own tech because at the same time, I can't control a, a CSR putting in the wrong data. And so we want to make sure that we're not making bottom of funnel decisions. We're seeing a holistic view. And uh, a great example is what we talked about earlier. We have clients that say, look, I only got two leads out of Facebook and I spent 750 bucks last month. Kill it. Bad idea. You had huge revenue growth. And some of that's because they saw you on Facebook relentlessly for about two weeks and then they organically searched you and you know Google got credit for it. Mm. But we want to look at the multi-attribution touch of it takes seven times still for somebody to pick up the phone. And if we're out there, we want to look at the holistic top, top view of 30,000 foot. And then we can start making tactic level decisions. I love that. Well, that software, did you use AI to create your own software for that particular? Yeah. Program? So, so we did, um, we've got a plugin into the CRM for Service Titan as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we pull revenue data and everything like that. We do some booking. We actually, because Yelp messages come in as MMS, like media messages, we actually change them in using Twilio to go into SMS texting, push them into the Service Titan because they use SMS texting. So now we're basically the middleware there. Is there so, three plugins for that one? No, it's. I mean, it's one. We're using Zapier as a oh, okay. customer interface because we're I'm leasing it to agencies. That one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're we're basically allowing other agencies to use it, but the back end, all the heavy lifting is on AWS. Oh but, wow, yeah, it's that's phenomenal. It's been fun. So, I yeah. love how you're embracing AI technology because I'm still listening to a lot of agencies that are refusing to use it. I love AI. Yeah. So and you've leveraged it. It's been tough, honestly. I mean. We have some really great copywriters in-house, and um, it's a threat to the entire business model uh, of AI, of anybody integrating just... There's so many products that say they use AI now, but mm -hmm. all they did was slap it on there as a sub-slogan. Um, but we're using it, like our, our SEO lead, I'm so proud of her. She built our own chat GPT bot with all of the SEO stuff that we do intrinsically at LeadHub. So we're not just using a random chat GPT and we're not writing content right now because we still don't trust it yet. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we're developing it out because you're seeing worse content now on the web uh, than ever before because it's easy oh, yes. to do. But where we are moving is we want our great copywriters to really, whenever we get a new website, be able to write strong copy from a real person that knows what they're doing, maybe a subset of 10 pages. And then when our client asks for 50, let's do the sub pages, the other 40, using AI, but it's our own GPT. And so it's been really fun working on the AI side of it. Yeah, absolutely. With powerful keywords mm -hmm. that you know will work. Yes, absolutely. And your tone of voice. And that's what's super important is making sure that you're downloading your brand DNA, your core values, your narrative, 
and using yeah. that in AI and not just the same thing over and over again. And that's where a lot of business owners I'm seeing is they're just trusting chat GPT. And then when I see them post it, I'm like, oh, you didn't edit it. It has yeah. nothing to do with how your brand is. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but they automatically just copy and paste. Yeah. But like you said, they need to download their brand DNA first to get it to talk the way that they talk and think the way they think. Yeah, and, and you also need a really strong business coach that can call BS like Kirby, who helps <laughs> us with uh, business coaching and sales coaching. Yes. He's training our AEs right now. Um, but I think I sent him a half, a half worked on it, just an agenda <laughs> for a sales meeting for him to go over with one of my partners. He said, Aaron, I, I love this. I love this. Um, way too chat GPT. Uh, I could tell what you did here, but, uh, nice. but let's, let's pull this back a little bit and have some thought. So I also value having, you know, vendors and partners that can look at it and say, BS, you, you didn't put the effort in. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's reshift this. But more than, than the business coach, I think as consumers, we're getting a sense, we now have a spidey sense of what was computer generated and what was absolutely authentic. Um, and to your point, in line with my brand that really speaks the same tonality and voice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. You know, with all the white noise that's getting put out by artificial intelligence, there's opportunity there for good copy, mm -hmm. for authentic copy. People are going to be looking for it. It's like in today's age where customer service has kind of gone by the wayside, people are actively looking for good customer service, and they'll spend more to get it. Mm -hmm. So, and it seems like you guys really kind of stand out in the lead generation space because you're going way above and beyond just whatever the cookie cutter model is. It doesn't feel cookie cutter at all. It feels very leading edge and efficient and the ROI is there, but it's not just shallow, it's deep ROI. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for example, a project I'm working on right now is working on it on the flight back from San Diego um, is I wanna start whenever we hire a new client, especially if they're tier one, like our highest tier, of uploading uh, transcriptions from their phone call logs with their CSRs and using that to create brand DNA for website copy. Because if you flag really great phone calls where you booked a lead, you should be able to use those transcriptions because it obviously worked. You're using real data and you're able to present it back to the client. And so even with like our Yelp leads right now, we push, we're using Zapier for a couple reasons, but we get a Yelp lead in not only do we use ChatGPT to respond, and it's also a custom GPT we created, it's not just ChatGPT4, but it responds. We also push the lead into a spreadsheet that we can then query using ChatGPT. Hey, how many, what percentage of my calls were water heater calls this month? What zip codes were they? And so we can now use it to ping what's going on there. That's so smart. Yeah. It's a great use for AI, too, yeah, is to right. go aggregate that stuff. Nobody wants to chase down because it takes too much time, right. burns your eyeballs out trying to do it. Well, let's shift mm -hmm. gears a little bit and talk about the uh, Entrepreneur Association or yeah. the Entrepreneur Organization that yeah. you're the president of. So let's start with what is it? Yeah. So EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, it's an international peer-to-peer -peer advisory group for entrepreneurs. And we have two specific groups. We have Accelerator Program, which is under a million. If you're the entrepreneur, business owner, doing a business of 250K to a million in revenue, um, basically what we do is we have an accelerated program working off of the Vern Harnish, the scaling up concept. We bring speakers in each quarter to talk about your cash or your people. And there's no better way to grow than learning from other entrepreneurs. It's actually how I met Howie. I know he's a co-host here as well from Sharkmatic. Um, and then the EO side, once you, you graduate to being in the, the million, which I did, I think in 2015, I went from accelerator into EO. 
Um, then you have a forum, and the way I, I really talk about it is, is your Bible study for business owners. And Very so I've got yeah. eight other people that own businesses doing a million or more that I meet with five hours every month. We're in a text block. If anybody needs um, an urgent like experience share, uh, we'll all hop on the call. I'm also in a virtual forum of only marketing agencies that I meet with bi-monthly. Uh, but the key to EO that I think sets it apart is it is a non-advice non, uh, giving, it's an experience share. So if Kirby came to me and said, Aaron, I'm having this issue. Um, okay, let's talk about it. Let's present about it. I'm going to ask you some clarifying questions. I'm not able to tell Kirby, do this thing. I have to say, Kirby, in my experience, here's what I've gone through. Because a lot of egos and entrepreneurship can really push people away. But also, we're not here to give advice. We're here to hear points of view and perspective from, from other entrepreneurs. But we do, uh, here in San Antonio, we do monthly happy hours, monthly lunches. We do a monthly speaking event. We got Coach Trailer speaking to us in February. We had an AI guy talk to us actually last month about building out your whole marketing plan using AI. Um, we had the, the room set for 40. We had 50 people show up. So did some really cool things to get people set. But uh, I've gotten to meet... We had uh, George W. Bush speak to us on the Dallas Cowboys Stadium and had some really cool experiences going through with EO. Yeah, I think the really important thing for entrepreneurs is as you are deep in your business, you lose perspective. And whether it's a business coach or whether it's a group like EO or Vistage or what have you, to have other perspectives and to keep current keeps an entrepreneur sharp and I think it is just so valuable. I know you've gleaned a lot of perspective from being a participant, let alone the president. Would yeah. you share, share some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I am, if you do any personality charts, disc, culture index, whatever, uh, I'm not wired to be an entrepreneur. I'm not assertive. I don't really care about money is not a driver for me. And so I've always had this issue with being I'm really a trying to leader. fix that, by the way. Yeah, Kirby's been working <laughs> on me. Um, and so and so for me, it really helped with that imposter syndrome early on. Uh, and and part of that is coming into this bu business. I've got a really strong entrepreneur that's that's led me in, in Ben. And so I got to see how he did things at this massive HVAC company. Um, but I'm the, the technical geek. Like who wants to listen and who wants to lead you know, or be led by me? And so it was a really huge issue for me early on. Um, last year, one of the things I battled was uh, becoming comfortable being a leader. And it's something that I think it goes in cycles. But uh, I went to a regional leadership academy in Minneapolis for four days with EO. They didn't tell me what I was doing for all four days. Had no agenda, no phone, and went through some deep, deep learning. And my biggest takeaway was, holy smokes. I never actually came to the fact that I'm a leader. Like, I ne never came to grips with that. I became a youth pastor at 18 out of a situation that happened. Is like, I didn't ask for it. I just was voluntold and jumped in. And so, so yeah. So I, I have a, okay, so what's the driver to be your own business person then? Yeah. If it's not leadership, it's not money, what is the driver? Yeah. My love language is, uh, is acts of service. I, I love to figure things out. I love to serve. For others. For you others. I love to figure things out. And, and, and you know what? That fits very well with our discussion so far mm -hmm. about how you're trying to dig in deep for your clients. Yeah. It's all there, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the issue that I'm, you know, I'll be totally vulnerable. I'm 
huge Brene Brown fan, uh, but like <laughs> I'll, I'll lead with that. Now I've got to I've got to identify. Well, how do I put my family first and then the core group? Because I typically put my clients first and then the team. And so identifying that as my next 2024 battle, uh, being 12 years of entrepreneurship, still figuring it out. But um, it's been really really fun and. This is why that whole AI thing came about. It wasn't because I thought this is a super smart way to do things. It was I had a client that was a three-person shop that really loved Yelp, was getting a lot of leads, but couldn't really like manage them well. And so that whole tool came out of solving a problem for a client. I, I think it's that. very interesting. I've known you for a long time, and I think it's very interesting that you had this imposter syndrome as not being a leader yet here you are, you're a spectacular leader. Mm -hmm. And you do it quietly as opposed to with a strong voice mm -hmm. and a heavy hand. And here you are naturally the president of EO, yet you're having a hard time embracing your own leadership. You're actually fantastic at it. Yeah, no, appreciate you saying that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's funny. So uh, you mentioned events. So you got an event coming up on February 12th. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Coach Trailer coming in. And with EO in the past, um, we've done a really good job of getting big speakers to come in, like Brian Smith, the founder of Ugg Boots. But this year, what we really wanted to focus on was local engagement. And so Coach Trailer, we're happy to have him back. Uh, we're having him speak about leadership. We're going to the race facility, the new athletic facility over there. And then before that, we're doing a test drive of anybody that's interested in hearing what EO is about. We're going to walk them through EO and the impact, and my board will be there uh, to get hands-on and, and vulnerable and just talk about what it means to us. Who can go to this event on February 12th? Any entrepreneur, um, if you're close to doing 250k uh, a year in revenue, um, or if you're just interested in learning more about it, we'd love to have you out. But okay, so got to be an entrepreneur. Open as, as long as you're an entrepreneur. Well, that's the people that listen and Absolutely. participate in this show for sure. Yeah. Love that. If right. they're interested in participating, how do they reach out to yeah. you all? So we've got a website, eosanantonio.org, eosanantonio.org. And then, um, yeah, any questions, are admins, emails on there, admin at eosanantonio.org. We're on all the social channels. I'm trying to do a better job of putting content out personally. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've got all our upcoming events up there. That's so, always the hardest, right? To do your own social media. It I'm is. like, I could do everybody else with my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was our big business lesson over the last two yeah. years, you know, and after COVID was we're really good at executing, um, but we never marketed ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's been a huge change <laughs> for us. So you talked about prioritization when it comes to uh, clients and, you know, your, I guess your business sphere and partners and so forth and EO and family mm -hmm. is in there. So I struggle with this too, is boundaries, right? Yeah. Uh, setting boundaries and staying with those and making sure the family stays a priority. How do you deal with that now? Yeah, um, day by day. Uh, but <laughs> I, I have specific priorities of my, my daily life. What's most important to me is peace, schedule, and stability. And that's that comes out of culture index. And so I understand that. Um, so I, I know that I got to be in the gym by 6 a.m. I know I got to be home by 7 uh, and I've got a great wife that she's got an awesome job at Whataburger Corporate. And so we have this whole entrepreneur. She lets me do some crazy stuff and she takes care of the kiddo in the mornings. But I know on the weekends, I've got my three and a half year old and we get daddy daughter day as much as I want. And my, my wife gets to do her stuff on the weekends. And so um, making sure that I understand, first off, I'm going to know if my wife is not happy with my schedule. I'm going to know it. She's got open and honest uh, availability there. 
But um, <laughs> but we've got, I think, a really great relationship, especially with the three and a half year old. Everything comes back to her. Um, and then making sure that you got great partners. I mean, if you're a solopreneur, it's a little bit different, but I've got partners that I can truly say are two of my best friends. And uh, that really, really helps with the workload. Those relationships aren't necessarily easy. How'd you end up with those two strong friendships? Lifelong stuff or? No, no. The The first one I mentioned is Ben and, and uh, my wife was doing his PR at Samus and Ochoa back in the day. And he said, hey, I've got this crazy idea. I value you for ideation. I want, I've got a company name, it's Lead Hub. And, uh, and she was the first person he called about the, the Lead Hub name. She said, yeah, you got to meet my geeky boyfriend. And uh, he does this stuff out in New Braunfels. <laughs> and I had been interviewing with Rackspace to be the first in-house SEO person for about nine months. And yeah, so I met him, went to Rudy's Barbecue, talked shop for about three hours, <laughs> decided I was going to move um, pretty quickly. And then uh, Ryan was a fraternity brother of mine up at Texas State and found him uh, doodling logos for companies that don't exist for a t-shirt company that didn't exist while all the guys were watching football i said you you want you want an internship like you want to you want to learn how to do graphic design he said sure so he uh he started with me back at monster web which was the last company we were with and then he ended up moving over in about 2014 to, to lead hub so he's been around a minute too he has and we've been really good friends since about 07 um his wife and my wife are great friends as well and He's got a little kiddo too, so hang out as much as we can. So, the beauty of it also, I'm sorry to interrupt, is the way you two perfectly complement each other. Um, the yin and the yang of you mm -hmm. two is, uh, is beautiful to watch. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Colby's another personality assessment. I've done too many personality assessments, but <laughs> it measures your quick start. I'm a quick start of one. They're both quick starts of eight, so it's one to ten. And so uh, the friction can be that I'm not moving fast enough, but they give me the ultimatum to say no. And so I get to make sure we protect the brand, that we're not doing too much, going all over the place. But I also am cognizant that I don't want to hold those two back. So if they both agree that they've got a great idea, i got to do my best to make it happen. You know, there's an old saying that the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. <laughs> and um, you've, very often you see businesses that don't work out great. But um, for all of you out there, know that to find somebody that per perfectly melds with you and complements you and maximizes your strengths and minimizes your weaknesses is really uh, a great partnership. And you certainly found that with uh, Ben and yeah. Ryan. So well, a big part of that, Kirby, yeah. is self-awareness. So he's testing, he's figuring out, right. probably talking to other people. What do you think of me? What, what, where, what am I? Yeah. You get that feedback. Right. That's how you discover yourself. When you know yourself, then, and then you know maybe what you need, you can start to fit those pieces in place. Yeah, and I, it's probably not all happenstance. It's probably some on-purpose steps going on there. Yeah, and it's, it's so much better, too, when you do some of these personality assessments. And I would say my, my best advice there and experience shares, pick one and stick with it. Don't just do all of them. Uh, Enneagram <laughs> 6 over here. Um, but, but one of them, especially with the, the quick start, uh, is the fact that instead of them telling me, Aaron, you're dragging your feet, we need to get this done. And instead of me saying, hey, guys, you're, you're chasing the shiny object. Let's get, let's get grounded. We're able to say, hey, Ryan, your quick start's showing. Or, hey, Aaron, your slow start's showing. 
um, I'm at an eight, you're at a one. Can we meet at a four here? Can we at least <laughs> have, have a meeting? And so it's also a way of removing the ego and the impact of uh-huh. saying, hey, you're selfish or hey, right. you're, you're, um, you're afraid. Because one of my issues is I would rather give up on an opportunity than make a mistake. Yeah. And so they get to talk to me about, hey, this is one of those things that this is an opportunity that you just got to trust me. This is where we need to go. So what's your secondary love language? First is acts of service. What's your second? Uh, uh, hibernating. No, uh, yeah. no my, <laughs> my weakness that I really need to get better at, and this is not the question you asked, is, is the words of affirmation. Okay. Because I feel like everyone around me that is important in life, that's how they receive love is the words of affirmation. Yeah. So quality time is, is the other one that that's how I would receive it. I mean, um, sounds silly, but even just got Mario Kart last weekend. And spending that time with my wife and my three-year-old, even though she has no idea of what she's doing, the fact that she's jumping on the couch watching it just makes me melt. And so, yeah, you, and, you and my wife, that that acts of service and quality oh, yeah. time, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And me, I'm just I'm words of affirmation and, and touch. You, really, you, yeah. That's the, I think is it touch? Yeah. I don't, what's the yeah. other one? I don't even know. Yeah, it's touch. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I didn't want to sound weird about it, but <laughs> since we're sharing here, right? We're sharing. There are a lot of people out there that resonate with that as well. So, you know, it's <laughs> that's true. And if you haven't had the love languages test, you absolutely need to do that. You know, go buy the book or go online, take the test, whatever it is. But if, especially if you're in a relationship, oh my gosh, it makes yeah. a huge difference once um, you start to understand. I'm kind of curious, what's Kirby's? Mm. Yeah, Kirby, what is I'd, yours? I'd like to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> oh, you don't like to share, huh? Uh, I don't, but it is uh, acts of kindness is my lead as well. Acts, yeah. acts of service. That's why acts I'm a coach. Service. Yeah, you don't even know service. what they are. Yeah. What's your second one then? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll say offline. Genevieve, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> what is yours? Mine is just like errors, acts of service and quality time. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, that's how I show um, appreciation to somebody is to be like, able to sit down with them and out of my busy schedules, like I do this. Um, I started this about five years ago. My mentor told me to do it is once a week, have lunch with somebody I haven't spent any time with in the past three months. And so that included extending to my family, like my mother or my sister's um, mother-in-law, extending it out even further than just business. And that has done some phenomenal things. Just Mm. a small random, hey, can I just treat you to lunch for for just a second and then you find out a little bit more about that person and they've been in your family because you only see them like family events right so you don't really know them but then when you have that one-on-one that really speaks volumes yeah and for the guys out there who really don't know what this is about and they're thinking my wife's love language is nagging (laughs) (laughs) read the book dude go figure it out it'll change your life Aaron, great chat. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, um, Instagram is a good way. Uh, my handle is Aaron Waters, and then we have LeadHub, um, or just email me, Aaron, at leadhub.net. And, yeah, happy to talk about anything business. What about awesome. a phone number, buddy? Yeah. The uh, old-fashioned way could, of We could do our, our main telephone line, not my cell. <laughs> yeah, two, right. yeah, yeah, it's 210-888-9530. But uh, just Google us. Uh, it's called LeadHub, L-E-A-D-H-U-B. And it's Aaron with one A or two? It's A-A-Ron. So two A's. <laughs> and then, uh, and he, then, was, he was setting you up for that one. Yeah. Two A's and two T's. And two T's and waters. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. All right. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. 
Quick reminder, check out our latest podcast to catch video versions of, the, uh, versions of the show. I'll slow it down a little bit by visiting our website at satalkradio.com anytime. Great job, everybody. We'll see you on the next Enjoyed one. Enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Thank you all.